Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Nerd Podcast. You're right. It is episode six. You know why? Because Boba Fett was number five, and episode four took for fucking ever to get out the window. Just like this one. Yeah, so uh, we actually recorded the last episode probably close on two months ago. Yeah. Uh, but it was an awesome time. We enjoyed having Tom, uh, a.k.a. Sako, and Sebastian on to talk about Star Wars. I did not enjoy editing it. Uh, yeah. So that's part of why it took so long. And also, uh, Michael moved across the country to move in with me. That's so. not the only reason I moved out here, Shay. I hate to play it to you. Yeah. Michael, my ego is fragile. Just go with it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I told him I moved out here just to be with you, man. <laughs> so we're actually sitting across the table from each other now using one mic. So if the audio sounds a little weird, uh, that's why. We're just we're testing out a few different solutions, trying to get the, the best quality out to y'all. Uh, so today, it's probably going to be a reasonably short episode because we've wasted like two hours trying to get this to record properly. Um, and we're going to be talking about the Batman, which we also tried to do once before. But then the recording just randomly stopped working. We actually saw it the day it came out. So like six weeks ago, five weeks ago. Which was three days after I got here, and I've been out here for six weeks now. Yeah. So we promise we have been trying. Um, so we're just going to generally talk about it, and yeah. So what are your what are your overall thoughts? Did you enjoy it, Michael? Well, you know I loved the movie, which is very rare for me. A lot of our, like my friends, um, were really surprised when I said that I liked the Batman because usually I don't like DC movies because they're shit. Yes. So when I mentioned that they had to go see the Batman because it was one of the best movies I've seen in the last couple of years, and that's like including Spider-Man, Endgame, all of those great ones. They were like, wow, it must be really good. And like it's unanimous among all like my friends and our friends that have seen it. But it's an excellent movie up there for best Batman movie ever, debatably. Yeah, um, that's a that's a contentious title, I think. Um, oh, definitely. Especially since the highlight of The Dark Knight is dead. Uh, so... <laughs> it's hard to argue that. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> it's true. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> right? So, like, he's not around to be like, nah, mine was definitely cooler. Or to have a repeat performance, so. Uh, no, I definitely liked it. It was overall a much darker and grittier movie, which uh, I really appreciated. Uh, so let's start off with the Batman himself. What did you think of, uh, of Robert Pattinson's uh, portrayal? I liked him. It was a different take on Batman. It wasn't like eccentric playboy millionaire billionaire super suave super swell with the ladies kind of guy it was a grungy little emo 20 emo like 20 year old emo guy who wears eyeshadow and can barely talk to Catwoman. yeah there is that reminded me of myself if i'm being honest i don't think you look that good in eyeshadow michael i've never tried it but you know i'm sure alton could lend you some (laughs) <laughs> yeah maybe yeah um hi bro if you're listening i do i do love you <laughs> but it's just too much fun to make fun of that uh no i really like the portrayal it was uh it was much more of the like emo batman that you get a little bit more of i find all the other movie batmans were either like absolute dad like friggin um George Clooney. yeah George Clooney. <laughs> Uh, or even Ben Affleck, he's kind of got like the dad vibe and age going on. Or it's like just the no. You know what Ben Affleck has? He has the fantasy football guy 
who's in charge of a league. <laughs> He's super committed to all of us. Like, come on, man. We're just we're, we're just, just here for fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Oh god, yeah. So no, I liked it. It was a different take. And definitely more kind of adult-oriented. Uh, I think my one complaint is, like, he's not as emotionally mature as some of the other ones. He's definitely still got the, like, teen, like, I don't want to do what Dad says vibe going on. But see, I actually liked that about him because it was such a different take. And he's a new Batman who's unsure of what he's doing. Yeah. And he, like, he doesn't have, like, the self of, like, righteousness and, like, calm that yeah. Christian Bale had after dealing with the League of Assassins in whatever it was, like Tibet. Yeah. This is literally just a kid who's lived in Gotham his whole life, and he's emo as fuck. Like, to put it bluntly, like, he doesn't know what he's doing. He is. He, like, he puts on sunglasses inside because daylight's too brutal, which is probably one of the funniest parts of the movie. Yeah. But he's like, I'm vengeance. Like, he's not even Batman. He's just like, I'm vengeance. I'm at night. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he never refers to himself as Batman, does he? Nope. That's interesting. He is referred to as the Batman, I think, mostly by the villains. In yeah, the he, like, referred to as the Bat, which is a pretty common early yeah. Batman name. Yeah. Because he's Batman. Yeah. Uh, no, so he was awesome. Uh, and also, you kind of look at his appearance. It was more of, I'm trying to think about the right way to describe it. It was more kind of comic oriented than some of the Dark Knight stuff. Like the Dark Knight was very like military style outfit. Yeah. Um I don't remember what Ben Affleck's was like. It was a little bit more traditional. He was like a Batman who was still like Batman, not really militarized, but like he was a more brutal Batman. Yeah. I just I couldn't stand his portrayal. I liked it. It was okay. But we're not here to talk about those movies because they're uh shit. Yeah. This is why we have the E, so I can curse about bits of nerddom that I don't like. <laughs> Sako just shot me a message, if you heard a little ding there. <laughs> um, anyway. The answer is yes. Yes, the answer is yes, Sako. We're, uh, we're listening to your complaints. Shut up, Sako. Stop messaging us. God, why is he... Where is he messaging me? Man, maybe he's right. right. Discord. Maybe he's right. Anyways, talking about Ben Affleck. Wait, no, we said we weren't talking about him. Yes, you said we weren't. But anyway, Robert Pattinson, emo Batman, we liked it. Yes, I am on board with that. All the casting was really good, actually. Uh, yeah, no, it was great. Um, Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz, that sounds right. Is was really right? good as Catwoman. Yeah. Um, Paul Dino, is it? Whatever his name is, I don't think that's right. As Riddler, absolutely fucking terrifying. Horrifying. Like, I found him scarier than Heath Ledger's Joker. So did I, but, and I've said this multiple times because we've had this conversation 17 fucking times by now, but the reason why I think he's more scary than the Joker is because with Heath Ledger's Joker, you got the sense he was in control of what he was doing, but he let the insanity slip through. Yeah. That's part of, like, an act. But with this Riddler character, man is off the rails from beginning to end. Like, you had no clue what he was going to do from one scene to the next. Like, one scene in particular was one day we're all in the, his, like, his apartment after he got caught. I thought 
he was just gonna blow that fucking apartment up. I did too. With Gordon, with Batman, and with all the cops. And I was like, yeah. Oh. I was like He's about to kill 30 fucking people. I was like, Batsy's gonna survive because of his armor. Everyone else is gonna be dead. Like, I was like, Gordon and Batman are gonna survive somehow. Every other single person in there, like, he's just gonna kill 30 fucking people with one second. And then it didn't blow up, and I was like, that's shocking. And he's got this little army of mini Riddlers. Which is an interesting take, because Riddler is usually a campy villain in Batman. Like, he's like, I got puzzles. Yeah. I mean... Like, he's usually insane, but, like, he's, like, cute insane yeah if that makes sense but this guy he's very like he's he's very much like also the joker in like the way he picks up these followers that just do his bidding like you always see joker has all these clown minions but riddler in this is a very much like conspiracy theorist person you see online yeah in the real world and you always have like those crazy like bots like yeah replying me like yeah let's do this let's blow all this up let's shoot this person but riddler actually has these people in gotham and they're like actually committed to doing this stuff in the name of i'm gonna jump into the political statement here you know what it reminds me of q uh not q of the recruiting for like the capital riot a couple years back yeah like just like just like up steam online with the rhetoric and stuff that said yeah just the the method of recruiting, not yeah. political or yeah, yeah. anything. I'm just saying, like, yeah, no, everything was done online, and then they all just actually showed up. Yeah. I suppose you could say that about the Tracker Convoy, too, but more like, violent. Just the way it's shown, too, is, like, you see one guy, and then another guy shows up, and they nod at each other, and then, like, it pans out, and there's, like, 50 of these guys just, like, yeah, all there dressed up like for Riddler, and it's like, oh, wow. It's like people showing up wearing MAGA hats and nodding to each other. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's just like the way it's portrayed was actually really good. It was. It was. It was excellent. And it was horrifying. Yeah. Because the, the Joker's minions are not scary at all in Dark Knight. No. Because I think the. Going back into like the like comparison is the Joker's minions are usually criminals. Yes. For Riddler's minions, especially the way they're portrayed, are just normal, like everyday people that have been radicalized yeah by the joke or by, sorry by uh the riddler putting out these videos and stuff online yeah which because that stuff actually does happen but that's getting too deep so we're gonna divert i think it's cool that they did that in the movie though it is right if you're gonna do a dark movie you're gonna have to deal with real life like yeah. art imitates life so and life imitates art so there you go there's my philosophy for the day uh yeah so riddler horrifying uh Possibly a challenger for best Batman villain. Uh, I think he is, but I think I think we're gonna have to wait and see if he gets any more portrayals before we uh, before we make that evaluation. Yeah. What about the uh, the rest of the villains? What did you think of them? Well, you start talking about the Penguin because I talked a lot about the Riddler, so you kind of give yeah. your feedback on. Uh, for a... I I like the Penguin. I think his his starting point, even though the like character is really different, uh, I think the starting position of the Penguin is very similar to that in Gotham. I've only seen, like, the first two seasons of Gotham. But he's, like, low... Le- he's not as low level as that version of the Penguin. But he's he's just a lieutenant, right? He's just managing one club, not the whole empire. Yeah. Um, but still completely insane. He kill- He gets, like, probably 40 people killed in the highway chase scene. Because he... What? He gets a tractor trailer to go over yeah. in the middle of a city highway. So it's absolutely horrifying. Uh very kind of visually similar to some of the comic book 
right? Like the bigger, like Italian mafia guy. Uh, so that was really awesome. I don't know what your thoughts were. So, you know, I like Gotham and I agree. Penguin starts in a very similar-ish spot to Penguin from there. Like he's not as low down, like he controls the iceberg lounge in this, but that's all he controls. And like, it's very clear that he's a goon of Falcone and all the other guys. Yeah. Like, they don't make fun of him to the level that he was in Gotham. But it's very clear they don't respect him. He's just, like, a small-time crook to them. Yeah. But by the end, you start to see him rising up because of the moves he makes. And it's very clear he knows how to, like, do stuff. Yeah. It's interesting because he's, he's low enough on the totem pole that Batman doesn't really have a problem making him squeal about some stuff yeah. throughout the movie. But at the same time, he's squealing in a way that's getting Batman to look after his enemies. Exactly. Like, and right? that's so a he's very Penguin move to do. Like, Penguin's always kind of been, like, a little bitch. Yeah, he doesn't like to get his hands dirty. No. Oh, the cat's coming to join us for the recording. Yes. Uh, <laughs> of course she is. Um, no, so that portrayal was really cool. Um, Falcone was good, too. I really like the fact that they had... Falcone in the show or sorry in the movie because they're putting a level of faith in the fans of the comics that they we know who this guy is like we don't need an introduction to Falcone yeah just like we don't need an introduction to like the Riddler as a character or Penguin because we know who they are and even though Falcone is a smaller time person for like on screen stuff yeah and what he does has huge impacts yeah like He's always that name that, like, you just know from the comics, even if you're just, like, a casual person who's into Batman. Falcone is, like, the guy who shoots Uncle Ben in in Spider-Man. Like, it's a huge impact, but not a whole lot of direct screen time. Exactly. And you might not necessarily know who he is. Yeah. Which... You've heard the name. And it doesn't really matter in the way that the Batman was shot. Yeah. It's just, like, he's a crime boss, he's behind the scenes, um... Just kind of a very traditional kind of Italian mobster. Uh, got the glasses and the creepy yeah, facial he's, hair. He's the godfather. Yeah, he's the godfather. There's another movie I haven't seen. Same. Man, we gotta, we gotta catch up on some stuff like that. Uh, um, that was good. Uh, Catwoman was an anti-hero. I wouldn't even say she's a villain in that. No, anti-hero, I think, is... Like... Anti-hero, is that the right word? Yeah. She's just a hero. Like, because Anne Hathaway, when she was Catwoman and... Dark Knight Rises, she clearly had split morals. Yeah. But, like, this Catwoman is literally just trying to help her friend. Yeah. And she's trying to get by. She's trying to get by. Like, sure, she rats out Batman and leaves him to get fucked over. But then by the end, she's at the climax. She's helping out. Like, yeah. she never really had, like, an actual bad mold. Yeah. I think her moral code... I think she's an anti-hero in that her moral code doesn't line up with the protagonists. Yeah. Um, which, honestly, like, most don't. Like, Batman is very much, like, no guns and no killing, which he sticks by in this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I I thought she was excellent. I hope we see her again. Um, they keep, like, one-offing Catwoman. But in the comics, to my understanding, she's a recurring long-term thing. I think that's a big problem in DC, is they don't recur any of their villains. And I think that's... Like, if you're going to have the heroes recurring, you may as well have the villains recurring. Like what they do with Loki in the Marvel Universe, uh, to a certain extent yeah. with Thanos. But I think that's it, really. Yeah. 
like a couple people have come back in there, but like that's also like a very different verse. Yes. Which is a big thing. But like part of especially Batman's villains is that he doesn't kill them, they get locked up in Arkham Asylum. Yeah, so there's really break specific. out. There's just a specific, specific like shoehorned in reason of why he faces the same people. In Marvel, a lot of the villains do end up dying. Yes. And then resurrected. And sometimes they go on the raft. Or Marvel's got a lot of characters that go back and forth between being heroes and villains. So. Uh, but anyway, I think that uh, it'd be nice if Batman brought some villains back. And they only killed off one villain. They only killed Falcone. Yeah. So um, Penguin will definitely be back if this expands into his He's also for his show coming. Does he? Yes, I don't know when it's coming out. Is that tied into the same universe? Yes, it's the same guy. Okay. I forget his name. That's awesome. Colin Farrell. Yeah. DC just, they can't get their cinematic universe together. No, they need to go one direction to stick with it, and I think they should really ride this dark twist on the movies, because Batman succeeded, Joker succeeded, Birds of Prey and the Suicide Squad are a bit darker, they succeeded, Peacemaker's a really good show. That's dark. Yeah. The thing is, um, they they can use some of the existing properties that aren't linked into the DCEU. Like, they can use... I think they can use the Suicide Squad characters. They can use the Birds of Prey. Can they not? Yeah. I haven't seen all of them. Like, they're all kind of shoehorned in together, but they're also all very separate entities. Right. So, like, they can just say, like, this is at different points in the timeline, and they can bring it all into one universe. Obviously, they're going to have to dis- ditch um, the, not the Snyderverse, the, like, the main DCEU, but that's a shit show anyway. Yeah. Horribly managed. And who knows what the Flash is going to do to the whole timeline, because apparently it's just resetting a bunch of the DCEU anyway. Oh, well, maybe that's the point of that. Maybe this is going to be a, um, I don't know, kind of a no way home. It's an incredibly mismanaged affair at the DC EU offices. They just need to pick one person and fall behind one vision, like they did with um, God, what's his face with the MCU? Yeah, Danny, Robert Danny. No, 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 director. Oh, John Favreau. No. Oh, like Kevin Producer. Feige. Yes, Kevin Feige. There we go. Yeah, I just saw the success of the MCU and tried, they rushed Justice League and that's just spiraled their entire universe out of control. Yeah. Like we had no clue who half the fucking characters were when they were in Justice League. Like with the Avengers, we had already met Captain America. We'd met Iron everyone. Man, Thor, all in their own movies with big supporting role from Black Widow in one of them. And, and a again, minor one from Hawkeye. And seen Hawkeye. And we knew Nick Fury and Coulson. Yeah. We knew Pepper Potts. We knew Loki. Yeah. Hawkeye even, like, Avengers introduces him to a good extent, right? Because that's why he's the one that gets taken. Because you could easily, like, take Black Widow instead, but she's had a major supporting role already. So, like, but then Justice League, we had Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. Which suck, because Man of Steel was awesome, but Batman v Superman was very fell on its face from everything I've heard about it. But by the time we actually got to... Justice League, we... Was Wonder Woman out before it, too? No, nope. we knew Batman. We had seen Superman. Wonder Woman and Batman versus Superman. Okay, that's right. And we knew Superman. We're literally introduced to Flash, Cyborg, and Aquaman, three of the major characters in that movie. In that movie. Yeah. And the villains knew. Everything's new. And it's just incredibly mismanaged. 
But the Batman is a good turning point for a franchise because that's like their third attempt. Good movie. I I feel bad for the DCEU because like uh, Jason Momoa's Aquaman. I enjoyed that movie. I enjoyed Jason Momoa. Um, and I also, I liked Henry Cavill as Superman. Yeah. Right? Like he's a little bit of a darker Superman, but like there's a little bit of like the seriousness and the like anchor point which is what he should be in a justice league yeah and to my understanding in justice league he's like i'm alive i killed the bad guys goodbye yeah <laughs> rather than like an anchor point for leadership so oh god why am i dinging oh i'm digging oh that's you okay but i think it's a very good indication of where the thing's going and was it in this attempt that we talked about um what Batman is to the Justice League? Like, mm, I don't remember. And Affleck wise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did mention that in this attempt, I think, that Ben Affleck is the, uh, <laughs> is the Fantasy League coordinator. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've attempted this one like four times, like we said. So all of the attempts are getting mixed up in my brain. I, as far as like Batman specific, I like I said, I'd like to see the villains recycle a little bit more. Um, and I'd also see, like to see the Bat family actually grown. Because really, when was the last time with uh, we had a movie with Batman growing? Batman and Robin? Batman and Robin, yeah. Yeah, because that's when... Ironically, I think that's when Batgirl came in, wasn't it? No, that was when... No, was sorry, that it was... Uh, whatever, Batman. one of the nipple ones. With the Arctic suit, with Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. That was the last time we saw a true Bat Family yeah. movie. Which is what, like seven, eight big screen appearances of Batman ago? It came out in the 90s. Yeah. I actually, there's a lot of hate for that one, but I actually enjoy that movie. Yeah. It is very campy. Very, but... Those movies are very bad and very Critically. campy. But they're like good like to watch a movies, you yeah. know? So... Man, I honestly, I wouldn't complain about having Schwarzenegger back as Mr. Freeze. I would. <laughs> honestly, could have been a good portrayal, but they wrote so many goddamn ice puns into his script. Like, he's like, I still meet you. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it wouldn't fit with the whole dark theme. But having, like, a wife that's frozen, like, yeah, Mr. Freeze, great villain to bring back in. Uh, so, yeah, I just, I think they just, they didn't, bother with it and if you look at like uh like the titans netflix show that's really popular so like there's obviously demand for the robin or nightwing character um we should like get batgirl because like we should be having more diverse superheroes rather than like three dudes every single time also she's just a kick-ass character especially when the joker cripples her and she turns into oracle I don't know anything about that, but like expanding it out would be really cool and it adds some nice like inter-character dynamics. Cause the last few representations has been Batman and uh, Alfred. That's the character the yeah. friendly character dynamics. Like literally all that you get in the um Dark Knight trilogy is he's obviously on really good terms with Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. And then there's that cop in Batman, or sorry, but Dark Knight Rises, that's literally just around, and then it's, he's just name-dropped as Robin at the end, and it's like, oh, that makes sense, I guess. Which would have been cool. And he's the new Batman? Okay. Like, that's literally just 
it, yeah, and that's all they do to expand his whole thing. It would have been cool if they'd done like a spinoff off of it, but that was kind of before the true age of superheroes was really. Yeah, that was like because that trilogy wrapped up just at like the birth of the MCU really blowing up because that was yeah. that came out the same year as the Avengers. Yeah, and that was like the dawn of this new age of MCU DCEU. Yeah. So I'd like I'd like to see them actually grow it and explore it more than just the face planting that DC has done. Because I think there's a lot there to be done with darker stuff. You look at the success of, like, the Deadpool movies, the success of the dark DC stuff. Yeah. Um, like, there's a lot of material there that really should be dove into. People who are fans of the MCU uh, when it's first coming out, like us, are in young adulthood and want that darker edge as well. Yeah, like... I just don't think DC makes good decisions because they're trying to compete with the MCU. They, need to I mean, they clearly have the edge on. Yeah. Like, not just because of, like, quality of movies and whatnot, but, like, it's Disney owning it. They're clearly going to pump billions of dollars into their properties to keep it going. Yeah. And Warner Brothers can't compete with that, so they shouldn't try to compete with it. They need to find their niche, like you said. And if they find a niche, like, it might not be as big as the MCU, but it could grow to be, like, a Star Wars comparable franchise. Yeah. Right? So they've got the material, and they've got the support system. They just need to stop throwing themselves at a challenge that is just not a good idea. Yeah. Um, Especially with the fact that MCU is now pumping out all kinds of stuff on Disney+, Plus, right? Yeah. So if somebody's... It used to be that, like, oh, there's no... Marvel movie coming out soon. Oh, but look, hey, Justice League is coming out next month. Let's go see that. Now it's like you got Marvel stuff coming out every six weeks. Yeah, like literally, like what last year we had WandaVision, Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier. 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 There you go. Black Widow. What if? Eternals. Eternals. Hawkeye. Spider Man. Shang-Chi. Nine different properties, and I'm pretty sure I missed one. And then this year already, we've had Moon Knight. We're still going to get the Marvels, Captain, or sorry, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange 2, Thor 4, which for trailer fast coming up on the 11th, apparently. Oh, that's sick. Um, I'm pretty sure I missed some stuff. Like, it's not crazy fun. how well they market themselves, especially in comparison. Black Panther 2. Black Panther 2 is this year, apparently. I think. I could be wrong. Maybe we don't, don't trust us. It's not yeah. like we're a nerd podcast or anything. We're professionals here. But anyway, like, you can't compete with that kind of release schedule, so you need to find a different audience. Yeah. And and that's just it, right? Like They need to stop making their stuff kid-oriented as much. Yeah. They should really dive into, like, not, not necessarily, like, hardcore, like, R-rated stuff, but, like, quit TV making... 14. Quit maybe. making the quippy jokes that yeah. the MCU does, even though I appreciate those jokes, because some of them are funny. Yes. But, like, Bat- the Batman had, like, five jokes in it. Yes. And it was a debatably better movie than most of the MCU movies. It was better than a good chunk of them. I, I don't think it was both. I have a bias towards Marvel. Um, but it was it was a phenomenal movie, and it was doing what DC properties are better designed to. Yeah. And like I said on the last attempt, the character origin stories from DC, I think, are a little darker. Like, Batman was a six-year-old who watched his, kid, his parents get shot. Superman's For the nothing. last guy from his planet. Yeah. Like, Wonder Woman participated in multiple world wars. Like, really, the darkest past is Captain America in the MCU. Yeah, and they even camp up that, really. Yeah, 
Like, he was a soldier, sure, but, like, Thor is a god who yeah. just partied all the time. Yeah. Iron Man's a billionaire who partied all the time. Like, he got kidnapped. Like, like Black Widow has a pretty dark past, but, like, they don't really delve into that yeah. very well ever. I mean, Iron Man, some of the older versions of it deal with his alcoholism, which is, like, really dark. But now they're like, yeah, we're not touching that while Robert Downey Jr. is in the role, which I can understand. Yeah. Um, and there's so much other material. But, like, dive into the darkness that the DC universe supports better. Yep. So... That are those are my thoughts on that. Uh, the supporting cast was also really, really good. Simon, we didn't get around to it in this recording. Yeah. Alfred was phenomenal. Uh, Andy Circus. Andy Circus uh, was great as Alfred. Just weird seeing him not in like CGI or covered in makeup, yes. just being like normal. Like even when he was Claw in the MCU, he had that fake arm. He went to, well, yeah, I'll try and cut off his arm. Yeah, but like, and he was never like a huge character in it. Yeah, that's true. As well, but like. Seeing him, like, especially, like, as a not-villain, like you said, was just refreshing. Yeah. Because you actually got to see his, like, compassionate acting, I guess is the right term here. Yeah. Not just him being an aggressive asshole. <laughs> being a lunatic yeah. when you look at his museum robbery in Black Panther. Yeah, like, it, it's crazy. Um, so that was good, and I like Commissioner Gordon as well. Yeah. Uh, also, another like kind of, I wouldn't even say grittier, but like just a more settled um, and kind of lower down the rungs. Yeah, he's order. not a commissioner yet. Like, because even in Beginning of Batman, he's a commissioner by the time Batman actually shows up. He's only a lieutenant when Bruce is young, but I'm pretty sure he's commissioner in the first one. I think he's captain. And... Uh, it's been a while since I've seen him. Yeah. But like he's super high up, he's super low down here, and he but he still knows Batman, and everyone's like, "The yeah. fuck are you doing with that guy?" He's a contact point. Yeah, and he gets Batman out of prison. Yeah, he does, and then gets in shit for it. But like he's actually like boots on the ground, not just like having intelligence talks with uh, Batman. Yeah. So no, it was really good. The supporting cast was good. Um, the lighting was yeah, the cinematography crazy. and it was really good. Like the fight scenes you mentioned. Really, really make him seem like a scary guy in a way we haven't seen Batman before. Yeah, it's it's definitely a movie that's designed to be watched in a theater. Like you can't watch it on like a summer afternoon in your living room with the curtains up. You won't be able to see anything on the screen for yeah, half the movie. Um, but like, I think it was the last time we recorded this, so I apologize if I'm repeating this within the same recording. Um, there's a scene where he's beating up these guys just lit by bursts of gunfire. And it's legitimately terrifying. Um, yeah. So, like, that was awesome. Uh, there's a real gothic twist on uh, the Wayne Manor, and it's very, like, gray and white, and, like, it's playing with him being used to the darkness. He puts on sunglasses inside, so... Um, and go going off of that Wayne Manor comment, you don't even see Wayne Manor. It's, like, completely different. Like, he lives in an apartment in the city... Yeah, and he accesses his bat cave through like a sewer or something. Yeah, well, I don't think it's actually Wayne Manor; it's Wayne Tower in this version. So, yeah, um, which is cool. Like they visit what used to be Wayne Manor, but they, they literally turned it into an orphanage. It was like an orphanage in this timeline, and it's like that's a sick twist on them being rich because they wouldn't want to live that far outside of a city if their business. 
is literally in Gotham. Which is also cool because it gives a good origin story for Riddler, which we didn't even talk about. So that was, it was just awesome overall. Um, I want to see more. I'd love to see more of that franchise. There's not much I don't want to see more of. Like, I want to see more of those villains. I want to see more of that supporting cast and more of that version of Batman. Also, just a little really, less eyeshadow, though. <laughs> yeah. Also, just really quick off of what you said about the lighting, how it's always in dark, but then at the end, you yes. see Batman on the roof of whatever they were in. Yeah. In the broad gardens. daylight, helping the National fucking Guard. Yeah. Medivac civilians into helicopters. Yeah. And that's something we never even saw from Christian Bale of Batman, because we only ever saw him in daylight when he was helping the police fight uh, Bane's army, and then he flew away and uh, blew up with the atomic bomb. <laughs> Quote unquote, blew up. <laughs> but that was like the only scene really in that entire franchise where you saw Batman during the day. Even when he went to fucking Hong Kong, he did it at night, which yeah. doesn't make much sense, time like real life time wise. But it looked cool. But it looked sick. But it was such like a nice twist. I don't think we're going to see Batman in. The daylight very much going forward because that's just not who he is as a character. But no. it was nice seeing the turnaround of how, for one, the character of Batman grew in the movie. It's also, it's kind of like the public-facing Batman that you get in the George Clooney movies, right? Because he's, like, at a raffle for, like, giving away a kiss or something weird. Yeah. So, um, but, like, he's publicly facing rather than just this recluse who's just attacking. So I, I think a hybridization between kind of the Bale guy off on his own and the Clooney um, public interacting. Yeah. So, no, I, I, I want to see more. I think the mayor was also an interesting character that yeah. we'll get to see more. I think we'll see more Bruce Wayne in future Batman stuff. Yes. Because there was very little Bruce Wayne there was tons of Bruce Wayne in, like, the Christian Bale trilogy. Yeah, but, like, you never really saw Bruce do anything. It was all Batman doing detective work, which was another good twist. Or it was Bruce at home doing detective work for his Batman stuff. Yeah. The only real Bruce moments are when he's with Alfred in the hospital. And then when he was going to the funeral? Yes. Yeah, he went to the funeral. Yeah, and then they got attacked, and he was instantly Batman again. Yeah. I definitely think the mayor's going to learn... I think the so. secret though in the in the any potential sequels, just because she well for one she seems like a smart cookie. Yeah, she's not. And stupid. for two, I feel like she'll just notice, especially if Bruce starts to go out more. Yeah, that's another thing. Like written into the story is like Bruce doesn't do shit in the day because that's one thing that never makes sense about the Batman character. Like he's Batman at night and Bruce Wayne during the day. When the fuck does he sleep? Right, like in Christian Bale's version, he's like awake 24-7. Yeah. Um, whereas in this one, like Bruce gets home, has a coffee and some breakfast and goes to bed. But no, I can definitely see the mayor figuring it out, potentially. Or I could just see his secret getting out. Yeah, I could see this Batman in particular getting revealed to the world. Eventually in this potential franchise. I think that's the end of the trilogy uh challenge right it's similar to a uh kind of spider-man reveal after two years successfully so yeah i'd like to see the bat family grow that's what i want to see most and everything else come back like don't fuck with whatever you've done here you've done it all right yeah just keep doing it all right folks we're gonna cut it there uh unless michael's got anything more to add no all right talk to you next time thanks for listening please go check us out at 
at ms underscore podcasting on Instagram, M and S podcasting on YouTube, and the Nerd Podcast on Spotify, YouTube, and Discord. Or hit us up at mspodcasting at gmail.com.